Hi, sorry about that. So it got cut off because we clearly don't know how to use this tool. And we have just have so much to say that we just didn't realise <laughs> that we're going over. Yeah, so this is going to unseamlessly go from part one into part two. Because, you know, <laughs> being edited and doing things properly is too mainstream for us. So, you know, we like to keep you guys on the edge. Keep you on your toes. Keep it real, man. Keep it real. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> you were talking about... Being intimate with your partner and like being satisfied with with each other sexually, how how important that is in marriage mm-hmm. and how uh, how it's encouraged in our religion. I think yes. that's where we left off. Um, I think that's everything I want to say about that because yeah. <laughs> our parents, yeah, our parents so. might listen to this. So I mean, I don't know. I read it all from a book. <laughs> Google is <laughs> that's the other thing that Asian parents will literally like just not talk to you about. I don't want to say the intricacies or the intimacies of marriage. But I think just the intricacies of growing up. Yeah, like, did your mum ever talk to you about getting your period? Oh, no. Neither did mine. I'm pretty sure I learned that horrifically and traumatically in year six. <laughs> you told me about periods, yeah. to be fair. So I had you. I didn't want you to go through it. <laughs> yeah. Who told it's you? Like the last thing. <laughs> you didn't have a barge. Yeah. And then also, like, things like, I think, and again, it's, I don't think it's their fault. It's, I, I don't want it to seem like we just sit here and complain about how traumatic our children are. No, it's like, it wasn't. We had a great childhood. Everybody has traumatic childhoods. And talking about like positive role mod- male role models, yeah. I think we've seen a number of different male members of our family, like our uncles, our dads, our parents, mm. express you know, loving things for their wives. It may not be in, like, the Bollywood way you look at it, although Mama John was quite Bollywood. Yeah, he absolutely is Bollywood. But I think there's other things, like, your dad would make the packed lunches, or even now, like, he has dinner ready some days, right? Yeah, most days. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even that, just by itself, is such a big... It's, like, a loving thing to do, and I'm probably sure he would deny that it is a loving thing to do. (laughs) But the fact is that he knows that his wife is out working, Mm. and he comes home, and she comes home, and dinner's cooked. Like... That's a massive thing. Yeah, especially for like a brown dad, I yeah. guess, right? Who's not, not been raised here. Mm. Um, definitely is a big thing that he does that. And also that's like normalised for us, right? We just mm. assume that that's normal. So when, when I meet brown guys that don't know how to cook for themselves. Like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what do you mean? Who's going to make pack lunches for our children? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been taught that men do it. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I think also it's quite sweet that one of our uncles, Maja, his wife recently went to Pakistan and um, his kids are calling him. He's got two teenage boys who are, what, 18, 18 and... 14, 16? 16? Something Going on 16, I think, yeah. And um, they were just making fun of him because, like, he's, like, they're so... He's so soft, like, so soppy, he just mopes around because Mama's not here. And I was, and he was just like, to me, you know, she's a really big part of my life. I'm just like, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, she's the mother of your children. <laughs> and and married for 20 years. <laughs> like, I would expect as much. <laughs> it was oh, they're making fun of him. Yeah. I felt so bad for him. I was just like, you know, he loves his wife. Leave him alone. But we've always known that he's been yeah. decided with her. Since, he's like, been op- like openly yeah. vocal about that. Yeah, yeah. And my mum, like our other uncle, also he might just like different things. He's he's a little bit more mild mannered, but I know that he buys her flowers. He took her out for dinner for her birthday last year. I think it's very different for like different people. Yeah, yeah, because love looks different to everyone, right? Yeah. And everyone's love language is different, so. That makes Love sense. Languages. It's like it's literally like blown up in the last few years. Yeah. I still don't fully understand what they are. I feel like I just throw them into what conversations to sound intelligent. What are your love languages? So what is it, what makes me feel loved? Yeah, so what is it, for example, what is it that Jay does that makes you feel loved? Well, I like gifts and <laughs> So acts, it, it, oh, sorry, so gift giving is your yeah, love language. But I, okay. but, I, but I don't okay. So I like gifts, right? But I don't know how that can be a love language that making it sound like he wants stuff. And I think there's a misconception. So it isn't that I want him to buy me things. It's the idea that, you know, 
he came home the other day and he bought us um, milkshakes. And it's little things. Yeah, it's like that was so nice to me that you were out just on your way home in your own world and you stopped and thought during your day that, oh, mm. my wife and my children would like this, so I'm going to yeah. do it for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not expensive. It's, it's just a, such a nice gesture. Like when I was working from home and he had the day off, so he went out for his morning basketball thing. And then on the way back, he bought me like a garak jai. And he bought me like some pastries. Yeah, yeah that's what gift giving. Yeah. I mean, he bought me that's the wrong what gift ones. Is. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Giving them to the kids. It's, it's the thought that counts. And I also like, um, I suppose positive affirmation. I don't know. I don't know what they are. What are they? All? They are words of affirmation, quality time, mm-hmm. physical touch, acts of service, mm-hmm. and gift giving. Okay. So I think everyone has all, like all of them, mm. but there are some that are kind of more I think important than others. Service too. I think acts, acts of so. service, like making a cup of tea or like cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I do like is that I think we're very good, and I think I've said this about friendships before in the previous podcast, but I think it's true to relationships as well, is to have someone you can be quiet around. Yeah, super important. Yeah. You don't always have to fill the gaps. Yeah. And yeah. we're quite good at being around each other. Yeah. Doing separate things. So he'll be on his phone or playing a game and... I'll be there doing something else, but we'll be in, like, the same space, which is quite nice sometimes. Yeah. You know, before you guys got married, mm. did you talk about, like, your non-negotiables? What kind of conversations were around that? Like, how did that go? Because mm. that's something I think about often when I'm dating, and, like, when do I drop those kind of what? non-negotiables? <laughs> or what, what is it just that you... So, the FYI, just so you know, this is... And I, I think it's a really, it's a really interesting question. It's a really good question. Because I think everything about the way me and Jamal got married is completely unorthodox. Yes, like, we're agreed. literally doing everything backwards. We've already got the kids. Actually, quite Muslim, though. Yeah, <laughs> Islamic, Muslimic. Yeah. Um, we've already got the kids. We have nikah. Then yeah. we got registered like six months later. Yeah. We still haven't actually had a wedding. Um, you will soon come. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> you will. You will. Thumbs up. Um, we were meant to go on a honeymoon that got cancelled multiple times. Um, so there's, but I think we. I don't know. If, I don't know if the conversation. I know that there's things that I said that I would prefer not to do or situations that you know i don't want to be in um like i don't want to move i don't want to do this or i don't want to do that um we recently had a conversation about living in london and he was just like you know like at what point no just like living in london because we live in london right and oh, you mean generally? Like, like, I really like worked. I was like, no, yeah. I would rather work five jobs and get priced out of London because I'm a Londoner. Honestly, I'm not someone who's not from London. Unless it was like in the like part of the country where London was like just a train ride away, or you yeah. could commute into the Which city. To be fair, it's a lot of the country now. Yeah, but I just, I just, I, I, no, I know what you mean. Really, I'm yeah, a city girl really at heart too. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah, yeah, you'll get over it. And um, it's interesting. I think throughout the course of our relationship. I ha- I'm, I had some non-negotiables which have suddenly become very negotiable because like I don't know if we've grown together or... Um, I don't know, a number of things. So, like, you know, thinking about... Like, I know one of his non-negotiables might have been, like, pets. And we now have a Well, cat. now you have a very cute cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, I think when, you, when you make a conscious decision to grow together, mm. I don't really think anything is non-negotiable. That's, I think oh, everything... that's so powerful. You're yeah. going to say that again. <laughs> Say it again for the Say listeners, for all the guppies. Say that again, yeah. I can't remember what I said. Something about... When you're wanting to grow together. Yeah, when you make a conscious effort to, to grow, grow together, together, nothing is non-negotiable. That's really interesting. Yeah, put that on a card, guys. Yeah, I quite like that. <laughs> um, That's a really mature thing to say. I know, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. From me. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah, which is like mean? an out-of-body experience. <laughs> Maturity. Um, yeah, I think it's just... 
I mean, it's it's what it's, it's the thing, isn't it? It's like with with the right person, you're willing to make yeah. a compromise because it is a compromise. You're never going to get two people that are exactly aligned because it's just no, I it's, don't impossible. Think it's impossible. It's impossible. You're never going to find someone perfect. Yeah. Do you have any like from from let's say five years ago? Do you have any things that you thought were non-negotiable now then that are now negotiable? Uh, I would say maybe a spiritual from like a spiritual perspective. Mm. I think I, that's kind of shifted for me as I've grown in terms of like what that means for me and how I'd want the other person to be um, and how that would manifest in our relationship. I think that's changed. Mm. But I think that's quite normal actually because you kind of evolve as you, as you grow um, in your faith and however that looks to you is different. But I would say that I had less non-negotiables five years ago than, what I'd, than now mm. because obviously I was a much younger and like less experienced and you know knew the world a lot less Mm. so in terms of what I expected it wasn't very much I think Mm. and as we said before right you just kind of move through life and you you learn about yourself and and as you do that your expectations of of someone changes so not really I can't think of anything that was was kind of non-negotiable then that isn't now it's just that I had different expectations then entirely Mm. um so one thing that I really admire about you and I think is, and I love the fact that my daughter and the younger girls in our generation have someone like you to look up to. Oh, you're welcome. Um, and the reason is because when I was growing up, for example, like with my mom, and it could just be that they have different ideas and I don't really know why they, I, I don't understand the premise behind it, but I wasn't allowed to do anything until I do it with my husband. So yeah. you can do it when you get married. You can travel when you get married. I you hate that narrative so much. And you've, much let's say, you know, you've yeah. travelled, you've been to Southeast Asia, you've been um, on vacations with friends, you've travelled for work. Yeah. And it's really empowering to see how you are just living your life. Like, you're not, mm. you're not waiting. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you get the whole, like, oh, you know... I really hope she finds someone soon. And if anyone in our family ever says that to me, because they do sometimes, you know, our family will all talk to each other about yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, I remember I was having a conversation with you and I told you that, you know, I was just like, leave her alone. <laughs> she's, yeah. not, she's not like some old maid sitting there <laughs> waiting for someone to come and complete her life. I know. I think it's because of their generation that they didn't really have the opportunities to do that. So I think they think that maybe my life is similar in that sense. Yeah. Like I can't do those things until I get married. But like my family my parents have given me the liberty to do anything i want so it's like you can, my life's already begun so yeah. getting married wouldn't really, really wouldn't change anything about the decisions i make or how i choose to live it mm. that, that person would just be an addition to my life whilst i still do everything i currently do mm. and then maybe i do some of those things with them yeah but it's it, like there's no limitations for me so it's a bit confused because my parents are like i want you to get married and start your life but you've already given me yeah the opportunity to start yeah. my life so thanks for that yeah thank you so thing. much i'm really grateful and i think like sometimes i take that for granted and don't realize how lucky i am actually that i have parents who trust me to do all the things that i do mm. as as a brown girl right like mm. they allow me to travel to the other side of the world and pursue pursue my dreams mm. and even if they don't understand it they still allow me to do it yeah and, and I think it's a really big deal it. yeah you can have like a open conversation with them about that and we know that not everybody is fortunate no i'm people, just a huge yeah. privilege yeah. And other people are in that situation but i think like one of the things because the idea was that you know you only really find your freedom once you are like i've mentioned earlier that my freedom really came after i was married and divorced because i didn't have much freedom during yeah. my marriage yeah but um it's just a really bizarre concept to me to to imagine that you have to have this golden ticket to to world yeah. which comes in the form of like some guy nah. 
And it's like, really? <laughs> I know, that narrative needs to die. And yeah. I think it will. Yeah, I think I it's think getting it there, definitely. Yeah, and I think, and I always say this to my younger sisters, that, you know, the only way to have everything you want is education. Like, get your degree. Get And I have no problem with people who don't have degrees. But I think and as teenagers, they need another focus. Like, I don't want my sisters mm. growing up thinking that the only way out, mm. I mean, I, I'm, it might be sounding dramatic, but for some girls it is that way, that mm. you know, the only way out, the only way to have any kind of freedom of expression or to it's be able to, to live married. your life is to get married yeah. because your life doesn't really start until you go from your father's house to your husband's house, really. Yeah, and the irony of that is often those kinds of girls marry into quite traditional families. Mm. So the freedom that they think that they're going to get, they don't, mm. right? Like, you know, they have a whole other family to kind of answer to mm. and to, you know, are whatever. So it's unfortunate that they wait so long so long to, like, get that freedom. And then once they actually are married, they don't get to, <laughs> they don't get to do after yeah. things. So it's it's sad. Mm, it's, it's, it's just it's, I hope it's a changing world and you know I know that we're working hard with, to, to change that for the, the young women in our, in our lives that we are responsible in regards to as role models our examples 100% um, you know while still being able to say look I'm human I make mistakes it's not all squeaky clean but you yeah. know you can advise them the right way. like I always say to I'd always say to the kids that when I used to teach these to students, it doesn't matter what I did. Mm. I ex- my expectation is for you to exceed me. Mm. Why would you not want the people you're responsible for, the people you're to guiding, do better, to do you? better? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's talking about marriages and marriage proposals. What's like the most weird marriage proposal you've got? The most weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a recent one, <laughs> which I'll share with everyone. Um, someone in our family <laughs> suggested a rishta from. Pakistan, yeah. <laughs> which was kind of weird to me because I'm obviously born and raised here, so it would be kind of weird for me to marry someone from Pakistan. Um, but also, I don't know if I told you this, so the parent, the mum of this guy, mm. um, she uh, obviously lives in Pakistan too, and she, they're really good family friends with um, like Nana's family. Mm. So Mama and um, Mami John and everyone, they like spent a lot of time with them growing up. And uh, his mum basically um, had heard that it was my name, like me being put forward for this rishta. And she was happy to like go with it. <laughs> and I was like, what if I'm a terrible person? That's some real street credibility yeah. in Pakistan, man. <laughs> Just like through my mum's reputation. But like, I guess that's rooted in the whole family reputation. Oh, that's yeah. what you should I look for. Yeah. And like, I mean, it wasn't a weird rishta in terms of, I'm sure that guy's lovely. <laughs> if you find someone that's like really great for him. But just, I, I, I always find it a bit, I'm weird when someone suggests mm. someone outside of like a Western country. It's just mm. really bizarre. Like how would, what would we talk about it? What, how would we align? You yeah. know, it's just it's I really, really bizarre. I genuinely think you should just make like just a one pager, really simple. In an email, you can make it a PDF. Yeah, you can add some graphics to just it. Just what you're looking for, <laughs> the kind of things you're interested in. Yeah. So that it's all well and good people making suggestions, right? That's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that's that. That's to be expected. And to be honest, it's quite nice. It's nice to think that you know people think of you and yeah, who knows you, you better know, than your family. Yeah, also, exactly. the concept is lovely, but. <laughs> But um, pick appropriately. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, so I think you should have a PSA, and I think also girls shouldn't be afraid to say to their families. Yeah. You know, if you and there's nothing wrong with arranged marriages. I mean, I've seen no, them work. I've seen them a, not work. Yeah. I've seen love marriages work and love marriages not work. Like there's a there's a number there's no of rule, different right? yeah. factors that exactly. can make something you know make it or break it type yeah. thing. Um, but I think you know if you're in a position as a young girl, um, 
or a young woman, whatever you want to call it, and, you know, there is interest in your family yeah. for them to say, you know, to use that to your advantage, say, okay, this is the kind of person I'm into. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's really... It, 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 it should be empowering, mm. and you should... You know, it's, there's nothing wrong with no, wanting to no get shame. married. No, absolutely There's not. nothing wrong with yeah. not wanting to find someone yourself if you trust your parents' judgment and you're happy for them to go. Right. But you have to... You have to do it openly, right? You can't do the whole, like, okay, I want my parents to choose, and if it doesn't work out, then I blame my parents for the rest of my life. No, that makes no sense whatsoever. I think also it gets to the point where if you're old enough to get married, you're old enough to be accountable. Yeah, like, 100%. 100%. For how you want yeah. it to be. And I know all this is easier said than done. I totally understand it. I'm massively oversimplifying it. Yeah, no, uh, not everybody, I guess, has the space to vocalise what they want in someone and that's yeah. not always well received from family members, I guess. I think I'm just, I guess I'm talking about accountability. Like, mm. you know, if sometimes it's the make lemonade out of lemon type situation i don't know i mean it's difficult relationships are difficult with friends family with everyone but if if you're you know you're married to someone i think it's you just you have to be accountable you mm. can't not like like i i mentioned earlier about how i can't i can't expect him to read my mind so i have to say if something's upsetting yeah. me or something's yeah. not right you can't do the whole, i'm fine i'm yeah. fine <laughs> which i could easily do and yeah. i actually said that to him i said you know what if I get to a point where I'm not telling you what's upsetting me, then there's no point because I I can go forever like that. Yeah. Like it really doesn't make a difference. I can yeah. literally close up, and you will think that I'm the happiest person in the world because I just will not let you see that side mm. of me, which is not what you want in a marriage. No, I guess I guess marriage, like what I take from that is marriage takes a lot of maturity and patience. Is that correct? Would you say that's correct? <laughs> I don't know if I'm either. Yes, but you are. Come on. <laughs> you think, totally are. I think you need those things. Yeah. And I think we're getting there. I don't know if yes, I'm mature. Yes, you are. Patient. Get out of here. I'm incredibly impatient. And uh, I can't be very immature, but I think that's part of our... I would like to say it's part of my charm. And that's why he <laughs> loves me. why he loves me. Because I'm impatient and immature. So neither of those things. It's just being modest. <laughs> everyone's up for and away. Um... So I had this one marriage proposal once, right? And I was already married at the time. I was working in um, Tyrac in Victoria. I remember those days. Yes. And this auntie came from me, came into the store. And uh, she was just looking at me for a while. And I was just like, hey. And uh, I was like, can I help you with anything? And she goes, yeah, what's your name? And I was like, Mavish. And she goes, oh, are you from Pakistan? And I said, oh, she goes, oh, she started talking to me in Urdu. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, oh, what do you do? And I said, well, I do this. Like, well, weren't you like 16 you're, you're at the time or something? Job. I was like 18, I think, okay. 18, 19. And then she's like, well, I do this. And she's like, oh, do you study? And I was like, yes, I have gave my, de- um, gave my degree in this. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, okay, where are your family from? I said, oh, from Pakistan, Karachi, Islamabad. Um, how long have you been in London? Oh, I was born here. And Papa, like, scoped me out. I was like, I'm just trying Getting to sell this lady bio. like a scarf. <laughs> like, yeah. do you want this or you don't want this? And She wants you for her son. Yeah, and she did. <laughs> then she asked, she's like, okay, you should give me your family's details because I want to bring a rishta of my son and i was like sorry what and she's just like yeah you know oh, and she so literally bizarre. said gore, which means that you're fair and he's fair oh, skinned right so fashion colorism fair skin and he's fair skin <laughs> and based on that that was her judgment therefore you're compatible <laughs> that my compatibility with her son whoever he is who is also fair and i'm just like I love how brown aunties will want a go- like gory looking girl, brown yeah. girl, but kabi gori se shadi mat karo. Like that's yeah. like the worst thing you can I do. Want but someone that look looks European, like a gori, but don't need to European. bring one. <laughs> yeah. Like she can't be gory. That's such an invasive thing to do. I can't believe really it. Like I felt, I felt quite like 
it was just really bizarre and i told her oh, look i'm into marriage she's like oh okay cool but naked secret if you know anyone just let me know and she like left Wild. her number or whatever and I, was, I actually gave her a number to my grandmother as well and i said she has a really fair son because my grandmother was like a matchmaker she was responsible for like half the weddings and tooting but she really was yeah she just she literally had like pictures of cards of like photos of like guys and girls and ages and oh my gosh she, she once called them off she and... once found someone for me yeah and i think she's showed she showed one of our khalas she said Tala, mm. and um thank god thank god she ruled it out before it got to me she was like honey's not gonna want to marry this person <laughs> so and she spoke to me a few times after i got divorced and i'd been on my own for a couple of years she did used to say to me you know that um you should just think about someone mm. and i remember saying to her this is when i just started my new job and i was like really excited about my career in corporate and um she, i was just like listen worst comes to worse i'll buy a house with honey and we'll grow old together yeah that was our plan. And she goes yeah that's good because you know i don't want either of you to die alone and i was like <laughs> we'll be fine granny <laughs> oh my god i once showed her but we were talking about uh, like what kind of husband i want and she was like, oh, he doesn't have to be Pakistani. Like, he can be from from anywhere. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's, that's so progressive. Of you yeah. know? And then I showed her a picture of Drake. <laughs> and I was like, how about this guy? She was like, no, stupid girl. <laughs> and then I showed her a picture of Zayn Malik. I was yeah. like, this one's Muslim and he's Pakistani. <laughs> and she was horrified because he had tattoos. <laughs> so I was like, if they don't look like either of those boys, then I'm really not into it. <laughs> this is what I like. No, no, this is my yeah. type. But, yeah. um, it is. And it's funny. I know that it comes from a good place, right? It always comes from... Of course. It's, you know, everybody wants to yeah. see their, their life fulfilled and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, okay, so the biggest part as a parent is... And I have two of my own children, and I always think, okay, so the biggest part is just to get them married off. Mm. And then it's there. But, I, like, I say to myself, and I had this conversation with Jamal as well, like, you know, if they have issues, like, if any of them are doing whatever, I'm not just going to blindly take their side because I'm their parent, but I'm never going to, like, disown them or be like... No you know, you did this or you did that. I would I would hope that they we have a relationship that my children can tell me if they're unhappy. I'm sure they would. And I would support their right to find happiness. Yeah, whatever that um, looks like for them, yeah. whether that means marriage or not. Yeah, and yeah. this is the thing with, with relationships, right? Where you have that, you know, the grey twilight zone where you're kind of one relationship's tailing off and then you start talking to someone else. And it's, I'm like, you'll finish your business first. Like, mm. stop talking to one person, yeah. end it completely, yeah. and then you're free to move on. Yeah. Don't do this weird lingering bit in between mm. where you you're overlap. not really sure mm. and there's overlap and you start, are you with them? Are you not with them? It's just, it's very, um, it's very, it's, I just think it gets it's too messy. Yeah, yeah, it is insincere. Yeah, and I think people who make the, that kind of choice are people who don't really know what they want mm. and, and are not kind of sure of themselves because you would never do that to, to another person. I think it's mm. unfair to, to put someone in that position. So And your kids would never do that. So I don't think you'd have to be... I hope not. Them. No, absolutely not. But we also made a pact, remember, that if they tell you stuff, you tell me. And if your kids oh, tell me yeah, stuff, this in confidence, true. I'll this, tell you. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is important. Way. I think, yeah. it's, you know, and thinking about who you want to have a future with and who you want to have children with all that kind of stuff yeah it's a it's a complex it's, it's such a complex thing you can't cover it in one conversation with just two people because we're just two people we yeah. only have our own experiences yeah. we know what we want and what we've had and what mm. we look forward to mm. but you never really know do you you don't i guess that's just that's just the nature of it and, mm. and the nature of life you can everything it's always going to be a risk mm. but i guess it's also you just have to accept that whatever life gives you life gives you and mm. if you know for whatever reason things don't work out then they just don't work out and i think mm. you just have to view like things in life that way and and not i mean obviously give it your all and yeah. like do all the things that you can to make it work but if it doesn't it doesn't i think you just have to learn to be content with 
whatever life gives you. Yeah, absolutely. That's literally the only way. I also think, and this might be like politically incorrect or whatever to say, right? But I genuinely think I don't know. (laughs) I say pledge my allegiance. But I just, I just think that nowadays there is this big push on, you know, like self love, which I totally understand, believe and get. Yeah. And um, and I try to actively practice, and also you know. Like, being okay, being fine alone, and all that kind of stuff. Which is great. It's great that there's more ways for women and men to maybe build communities outside of, um, like, outside of their families or themselves or whatever, to, to yeah. have friends, to be, you know, like, be in singlehood, right? To enjoy singlehood. But that also doesn't mean that there's something wrong with, like, like pining for, no, for, for completion. Not. not completion. Completion is the wrong word because it shouldn't complete you. But sometimes it's the feeling. Like, I have friends or I know people that do genuinely feel incomplete. And it's not that they are picky or mm. that kind of stuff. But they've got, they've obviously got a standard like everyone else. It's not the situation that yeah. they should just be like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to be with whoever because I'm so tired of being alone. Mm. Yes, you should find peace in being alone. But sometimes being alone is lonely. Sometimes mm. it's empowering. Yeah, th- yeah. And I an think incredible strength from yeah. it. But sometimes yeah. it is lonely and yeah. you want companionship. And there's no shame in, in saying that, right? I think s- s- people get so caught up in I'm so empowered being alone. That means that I, if I want someone that makes me weak or mm. like that's compromising who I am, whatever. But we're human. We're literally yeah. made to, for like companionship, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with like wanting that. It can be a really like lovely thing. I think it's just about striking a balance and knowing, you know, where to draw the line. I think also for the younger generation, what Bollywood did to us, TikTok does yeah. for them. Like, oh my God, TikTok, yeah. TikTok couples are the worst. Like, <laughs> social so media cringe. in general. There's yeah. like, they do give this idea of perfection. Perf- yeah. Which is beautiful, right? Some yeah. of my favourite YouTube couples are like... Oh, that really funny Indian couple. What they called the one that you showed me? Oh, um, sh- uh, I think her name Sheena? is Sheena Malawi Sheena. or something. But the her her husband is like the real Indian dad. Guy yeah, that's it. The real Africa. Indian dad. They're hilarious. Love them. So funny. Um, and then there's uh Nabila and um Seth. Seth. Yeah. And also Farah and Sal. Oh, I don't know. Oh, is that Farah Dukani? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's having a baby. Yeah, I know. So, so cute. I her. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, it's beautiful to see that, and especially representation wise, right? It's it's beautiful yeah. to see. Brown people Brown couples. Um, mm. showing affection to each other and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's also, like, how are you just going to post... Like, it's it's easy to just see, like, the fancy dinners and the dates and the romance and wonder what they do with the rest of their lives. Whereas I will be... I might be looking at that thinking, oh, that's so sweet while I'm in, like, three-day unwashed hair and just there with, like, popcorn on my top. Mm. And Jamal's also just there, like odd socks on and doing whatever like in real life and i i sometimes stop and i think okay you know what this is what i'm seeing on the screen it's a highlight yeah it's a highlight exactly Mm. and this is real life and i wouldn't change it i i actually and i surprise myself with how much i love the like domestic simplicity of my life yeah Uh, i love having someone to go to sleep with every night and wake up with every morning Mm. and it's easy for that to become mundane and monotonous and boring but I think after some of the things I've been through in my life, I actually really love it. Alhamdulillah, I love my body. Like, There's something magical about or, the ordinary. There's yeah. something really magical about the ordinary. I completely agree with you. I think that's really nice. But also, what do we know? Like, Yeah, also these are just talk. our experiences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, what do we know? 
we could be completely way off. These are just the, the you know, this the, is just thoughts. The lens yeah. of our life. Yeah. Like, and this is kind of what we've seen. But if you have other experiences, if you something to share, please let us know. We'd love to hear it. Mm. I think it's so interesting learning about um, how other people perceive things mm. and what that looks like. I often sometimes think about objectively what, it, what you know, what relationships might look like outwards or if things that, you know, it's so easy, clear to me now. Like hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? I know mm. why things didn't work out, and I'm so glad they didn't. But sometimes you still yeah. have to go through those heartbreaks and you to do. go through those hard lessons. Yeah, there's in no shortcuts. Relationships and no jobs. Yeah, how many jobs that I applied to that job and I was like, and we'll have a, a separate conversation about work, right? But yeah, the idea that early. you really, really want something, and um, mm. it just doesn't happen, mm. and you just can't think why because in your head at that time it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It matches you perfectly for who you are. Mm. But then, like, you're a different person within six months. And you're like, oh, damn. Like, that would have literally been the worst thing for me right now. It's so true, yeah. There's always a bigger picture that we just don't know about, I Mm. think. You just have to trust the process with all all things. Yeah. On that note? I think that's it. I think that's it. Well, we're really sorry that this doesn't blend together well. But we (laughs) hope you've enjoyed it. (laughs) We've certainly enjoyed it. It's what's on the inside that counts. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What's in the inside, guys? Okay, love, love, love. Bye. How do I pause the thing? Oh, still recording. Oh, sorry. Bye, guys.